I was able to lose like 50 pounds in like two months and I was so happy. And like, so And when you get skinny or when you get to that like shape, your body feels different. Everything feels different. And you start to like, Ooh, and I definitely felt sexy. Um, and yeah. You know, yeah, exactly. Exactly. And sure enough, I was able to, cause I'm an ex, I think he saw me after that and he was like, you super hot. And I'm like, I know things I've been mm-hmm. working on it. Um, you're like manifestation mm-hmm. complete. <laughs> yes. Right. Right. Exactly. And so, and then once, once I got with Ed, cause Ed and I like, in the first beginning, you know, he was already super skinny. I wasn't, I, I had gotten to my ideal weight. So I was where I needed to be at. And I was pretty happy with where I was. But then once we got together, of course, people, people get together in a relationship, they stop doing their routines and they start just being around each other. And we just started gaining weight, eating tons of Sonic, those stamp slushies. Uh, and Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. Sonic is like the go together, get mm-hmm. fat spot. Uh, <laughs> the hot dogs that big and i always got the big big one and then maybe a little bit a little one on the side just for that extra you know because i could i could take the foot and that foot in two inches or whatever the hell it was size but yeah it was like the big yeah. one yeah <laughs> oh god those are so good uh so i gained all that weight back like in a matter of a year i gained the 40 or 50 yeah. pounds back and I've, mm. I stayed that way predominantly for the majority of our relationship, which was like what we're at, like 12 years now. We're going on 12 years. So like for the majority of the relationship. Mm. So it wasn't until this past year where I lost all the weight again. I got back to that uh, weight and I've kept it off without even trying because of all the, because instead of trying to lose weight by exercise, like I walk once an hour a day, which has helped obviously, but, um, all right. Um, what was I talking the about? Wink. It's the wink for me. <laughs> you were talking about how you lost weight. What how wink? you lost weight this time. What wink? Well, you were like. Oh, I winked? I don't know. I don't even know what I'm doing. Like, I'm like, like I go into that. This is why uh, She Be Lying was so good because I find myself doing these little things I don't even know I do until I go back and look at myself. I'm like, oh, I'm a damn good, I'm a damn good, like, you know, uh, skip person. But um, yeah, yeah so I, yes, yes, which I'm so excited about that. I loved her. I love that whole She Be Lying bit. That was like so much fun. So much fun. She has 247 views right now. I just mm-hmm. saw. Yeah. Well, I'm going to break it up also into like little like piece, a little like clips. So that way we can start promoting them on like the, the stories. But I'm going to do some more like episodes with her because I just had so much fun with her. Um, totally forgot my train of thought. I know it's talking about losing weight. Well, I'm skinny now. Yeah, I'm skinny now, y'all. You, so basically. Yeah, now you're skinny. Now I'm skinny. That's the end of it. But, you know, have you had, has your hip bone showed back up again? For me? Yeah. My my hip bones uh never really look. If that happens to me, I'm going to the doctor. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> well, not like because like they're protrude. Not it's not like you're like Skeletor or like from He Man or nothing. It's just like just that little like indention there where your hips are show are, are kind of starting to to. Well, no, because I don't have that type of body. Like mm. I am, you know, I'm a woman. So mm-hmm. there's mm-hmm. Feminine, there's feminine fat that's gonna rest. <laughs> And I have mom tummy too. So like mm, I have a, a little skin flap. Yeah. yeah. I have, <laughs> I have C-section stomach. So mm, like I would mm. need to have two, two operations to get, um, to Instagram model perfection, which right. I don't even have that ideal, you know, yeah. like I just took a, I did a photo shoot. Like, I guess it was maybe last week, maybe it was last week. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And 
some of the pictures, I know my little fupa's going to be flexing in it, but I'm fine as fuck. It doesn't matter. You know? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, because you're a real person. You're a real woman, which is yeah. like, yeah. And that's like, I've told people, I was like, I could do more to like maybe build a muscle or get lean or whatever. Because the gays have this un, like reasonable expectation for like the body of like you know a greek god you know and i'm like i don't have that yeah i'm like i don't have time for that crap i'm talking to the dead you know it's like get like i gotta focus on one thing <laughs> at a time you know like trying to like turn into this like model and then also you know do what i gotta do it ain't it's it i ain't, i don't have the processing capability i don't have the bandwidth no. for all of that crap it's just too much right it yeah. is actually and that leads me to something else this girl in a in a, a group Mm -hmm. There was a post of like a really, you know, perfect hot girl. And I was like, it would take so much focus to look like this. Mm -hmm. And she was like, I disagree. I'm like, well, you probably don't have all the shit going on. I do. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and most people are not going to be like, yes, now I'm going to the gym several times a week i'm watching all of my because you have to watch your food mm -hmm. you have to work out you know like it's like a whole thing it's not just like okay i went worked out once now i'm fine yeah. no like there's a lot that goes into it because i had an ex who was like really obsessed with it and like i was very close to it but that was all we did was work out and after mm -hmm we stopped living like that it's like you then all the muscle that you have has like nowhere to like really live and you're not you know caring for it so then it just kind of goes and you sort of get fat so mm. i'm just not with it i would rather just live a spiritual lifestyle and be thin yeah, and healthy <laughs> and try to be healthy yeah even if it's yeah. a, even if it's wiggly thing which i'm perfectly fine with wiggly yeah thing. yeah but i know yeah. i've got my arms skin, i'm okay with it <laughs> hey <laughs> hey oprah's a, a billionaire and she's got way more arm skin and she she's fine with it you know i actually think right. speaking of oprah like and if, oprah if you ever hear this you know we love you no matter what, whether you're skinny or you're big, doesn't matter because the amount of value you have brought into this world, whether people agree with that or not, doesn't matter because I think you have brought an immense amount of value to this world. You could be skinny. You could be fat. It does not matter. I think you're beautiful all around and I'll always see that beauty just because there's just no way you can deny the just the light that surrounds her. So. And I think she's coming to peace with it herself because it doesn't seem like she's that yeah. obsessed. Even though she was doing that whole slim fast or that whole, what was it? Not slim fast. What was it? The, uh, the uh, oh gosh, Weight Watchers. Weight no. Watchers. Was, was it Weight Watchers? So the points and that whole thing. And, you know, I love bread. I love bread. You know, she was doing the whole bread thing, which I love bread too. I yeah. love bread all day long, 24 seven, you know, seven days a week. But she, I think she's coming to peace with that in herself as well because she doesn't seem like she's as focused or fixated on that. And I honestly don't think it matters because even though I get it because you feel better in your body mm -hmm. when it is easier to maneuver and, and thinner. I would like one of my favorite things to do is when I wake up, I like put my hands to the side. And when I'm because like, back in the day when I used to have more of a gut, like I would it would hang over like the, you know, the, the strip around with the shorts or whatever. Um, and so when I wake up now, like it's just, it's just flat and it goes smooth down. And I love the feeling of waking up. And of course I have to pee cause you know, every guy wakes up, you know, with the direction has to go pee. Right. So I have to go pee. But when, when you're going to the bathroom and you have to go pee, like the way the shorts sit on the hip and then like, I'm like, Ooh, I like that boot. you know, even though it's not like, I'm like, Cause I got some childbearing hips. That's why my, my bones stick out a little bit more, but I'm like, <laughs> but it's like, I love that feeling there. So it's like an enjoyable feeling, but it's like, I get that joy out of feeling my body. But at the same time, I'm like, okay, yeah. it's time to put on a shirt. It's time to go look, you know, like someone that does a job or something. 
Well, you know, I think for me, and I'll say this about Oprah and, and most people, I think we all have some body mm-hmm. conscious issue mm-hmm. because this society will drill into you. This is what's perfect. And you either look like this over here or this over, you know, there's very few of us who look like what is the quote unquote perfection. Mm-hmm. So it's like whether or not you're trying to get skinny or you're trying to gain weight, you are, am I frozen? I am freezing. No, you're fine. You're um, fine. Uh, the technology is just, it's okay. I'm not even going out <laughs> at it. That live that Michaela was crying in the middle of, mm-hmm. I couldn't even do it good. I thought mm-hmm. I was off. I was on. And then I heard myself saying, I'm trying to do a live on the thing. <laughs> so anyway, uh, <laughs> but I think for me, I like looking at my face thinner mm. because I always have had this like, oh, my cheeks are really fluffy. Mm-hmm. But when my face was big and I was like, I looked at something the other day and I was like, oh, my God, like, you look swollen. Are you OK? You know, like, I'm so, like, thank you for doing the work that you did, you know, mm-hmm. for, to get that unswollen mm-hmm. look because mm-hmm. I just feel like I look swollen. But I mean, I was really like drinking so much and then eating like right after that, I would just eat whatever was going to like feel like comfort food Mm. so i mean it was like a vicious cycle of like calories and depressants (laughs) (laughs) like just thank god for deliverance that's all i'm saying (laughs) (laughs) Mm -mm. Mm -mm. you know i had have you have you had this yet happen where like people who have seen you lose the weight or they see you in your slimmer self they see you and they're like "Mm, well i kind of liked you when you were bigger or when you had bigger curves have you had anyone tell you that yet uh, no, but I had a lot of people who were like, um, well, how did you do it? Or how did okay. you, and like, really didn't, I didn't do anything mm. except for like make lifestyle changes that would support, you know, not being bloated and, and swollen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I mean, I guess, I, I guess I'm waiting on that, but like, I, I thought my sister would say something, but she was like, she didn't have anything negative to say about it. Well, you I know, had, me I and had... Allison and our... <laughs> Oh yes! Oh yeah, we all said yeah. And you were like, "What are you gonna say, bitch? Come on, I'm I'm ready for it." I'm like, "Good, if you're gonna say something, say it to me." Yeah, I totally get it. I totally get it. Um, no, like, well, my family, like, they they like family because they're used to in Hispanics, like Hispanics, like the guys meatier, a little bit more thicker. And so, if you're not, you know, if you're thin, I used to have a cousin, and he was like me at my heaviest plus like 25 pounds. And so his family's like, oh. you're too skinny at that, at that weight. They were like, you're too skinny boy. You need to eat more. You need to too skinny boy. Yeah. So that's the way I used to talk to him. And I was like, Oh shoot. Um, but like, I know my, um, I know Ed's mom and she's like, Oh, you're so skinny. No, no, you're so skinny. I was like, thank you. You know, but it's not like I'm unhealthy. I eat, <laughs> I eat, I sure you saw the picture. I sure eat it. It's not, it's not like I'm yeah. like exiting it after I eat. It's like sitting in there for a good while. Um, but it's funny because I had, there's this guy who he's like, uh, he's a good friend of mine. Um, and he's always been very complimentary. Like you're so handsome. You're so cute. You're so cute. I'm thinking, you know, cause I love the compliments. I, I'm, I'm such a big flirt. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he, he saw a, a, a picture of me like recently and he was like, you're too skinny. I liked you better. When, I liked it better when you were thicker. And I was like, Ugh. and I was like, you know how what? dare you? How dare you say that to a gay man? Like, yeah. it was just like, you don't tell a, a, a skinny gay that they're, they're not, they're not big enough. You know, it's like, Oh, right. so I was like, Oh my God, how dare you? You know, it's like, I've only been trying to get back to a healthier, more, uh, good weight for like the last 
20, 10 or 12 years. So right. mm -mm. I was like, somebody okay. did actually do that to me. There was a picture I posted, maybe it was probably like June. Mm. And they were like, wow, you're looking really skinny. Somebody I would like never even entertain. And I'm like, mm. first of all, I don't understand what you think. Yeah. But okay. But yeah, that did happen to me now mm. that I think about it, now that you bring it up. And I was just kind of like, so it's like, where, where, when where will do you, you make satisfy it? Yeah. People? You, you know don't. What I mean? like, you don't. You don't. You yeah. have to satisfy just yourself. It's yourself. Like it. Yeah. Like I, I, I firmly believe now that like everything that I do as far as like my body and as far as being healthy or looking a certain way or whatever, it's for me to hell with it. It's for me because, you know, people might say, well, you know, maybe you shouldn't wear a white shirt every single time. Maybe you should like dress it up or whatever. And I'm like, do you know how much effort it takes to iron clothes and to prepare for like a, you know, teleconference communication session? Like it's right. just too much work. Like I didn't like that's one of the perks that I enjoyed about like being able to work from home and not having to do in-person sessions anymore because I used to go through this whole mm -hmm. song and dance and it would take me an hour and a half just to prep so I'm like nope I'm like I you know getting up roll over gonna put some spit in my hair make it work for me and then I'm gonna put on a, a shirt and it represents purity it represents light love whatever this is what I'm gonna do right and that's it now granted I'll probably take some pictures and do something else with a different you know this, you know stuff but it's like it's not that important to I me I like your white shirt I like your yeah. white shirt. I was thinking I should wear a black shirt so that we could represent duality. Oh yeah, <laughs> you're, and you wear a black shirt too. You're wearing, but I have gray, and I have gray, and I have yes. black on the inside, white on the hair. So I got like this whole like like let's mix it up, girl. Let's like get it all kind of connected together. Let's kind of like conform, you know. And you got an eye on your on your on your chain there, and you know, and I got an eye right here, you know. So. Absolutely. I keep a lot of ohos on me, man. I'm like, I got to be protected. <laughs> mm. Because like, honestly, when I first started um, wearing them, they did help me to mm. keep my balance. Because I mean, when you first get started, there's so much that's like, coming at you and you're like, am mm. I okay? Am I still alive? <laughs> I thought that I was a light beam, but mm. I'm in my office. Uh Mm -hmm. Like it's just very difficult. So I keep I just love to keep my adornments because it just reminds me that I'm cosmic, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's it's good to it's have those reminders. Me. Yeah, it's good to have those reminders. Like yeah. I I don't need anything, but I like to fill my space up with just things that give me that sense of it, like a candle burning in the background. Like for me, when I light a candle, it's like I'm lighting the light of my inner being and of my highest self so that I know that this is who I am, but then I'm also this human being, you know, stuck with all this yeah. muck as well. So I got to like find the balance between, <laughs> right? Right. Mm -mm. For those of you who want to come on as a guest, um, caller, and you want to talk about something random, it doesn't have to be about anything we were talking about. It can be about something else altogether. Just go ahead and text that number there and then text your first name and the question or the topic that you have, and then I'll bring you on. So I'm going to go ahead and give you guys a few moments there. I know there's a few people here. Um, yeah, so this is a personal reading, so that's a X nay. And, um, yeah like you'd be surprised like i literally said like it's a topic y'all it's not a reading it's a topic and people still like hey when is this rash gonna go away you know like like people be and, and people will message the number even when we're not live they're just like randomly messaging like in random times of the day i'm like what it was like i ain't even on the on the live what are you talking about um they must be watching later like mm -hmm. oh let me go ahead mm -hmm. and and I, I think that's why i laugh a little bit because I, they love you for that. They're like, okay, he's live. He's doing readings. 
And I guess because for so long, that's what you did. But like, Mm -hmm. you know, we're just having fun. Yeah. We're just having fun right now. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So I wanted to to use my new graphic. That's why. So so here's my new graphic. So when we have a caller, that's the graphic right there. Caller on the line. So call on the line. Mm-hmm. Call on. Okay, I'm not gonna start. I'm not gonna start. <laughs> I'm about to, I'm not gonna do it. Mm-hmm. But let mm-hmm. me tell you what happened with uh, okay, so I went to go do the photo shoot. Mm-hmm. And so whenever I finished with the shoot, me and the photographer started talking. Of course, we both found out that we were formerly crazy, also known as people with ability. Mm-hmm. And so she was talking to me about how she sees um spirits. And I was like, you know, I always meet people who I'm like, okay, Fernando needs to, you need to, that's what you need to do. You need to have a, I'm a medium mentorship program. Do you see dead people come and join me? Let me teach you how to, how to not go crazy. Yeah. Well, I have that. I have that. Well, well, it ain't, it ain't like a program. It, it, well, it's not like it's a group thing, although I'm working on a group thing. That's one of the things that I'm supposed to do. But I have that one-on-one mentorship program. It's for like people who want to like develop their abilities and like work on their mediumship skills because you can totally, everybody can do this. Like I literally, I am now convinced 100% because of all the students that I've had, even the ones that they thought that they sucked at this and everybody can do this and exceptionally well. So it's just, depend. you just have to get the right person teaching you and like walking through, walking you yeah. through the whole thing. Mm-hmm. That's why I'd be trying to send them over there because mm-hmm. they don't feel comfortable. So, so she told me the other day, she called me and she was like, well, something happened. Um, and she found this picture in her phone that like, it was like a hundred times or something mm. of like, looks like some people or some shadows. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, while we were doing the shoot, and I was yeah. like, "Girl, <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know," but I mean, I'm not scared of it, but because yeah. I feel like whatever is taking place around me is love. Mm-hmm. Like that's how I choose to see it. Yeah. Because there's a lot of people who will be like, "Well, make sure that you're protecting yourself," and I'm like, I just choose not to see it in a good or bad way. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I just choose to look at it like. It just is. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Does that mm-hmm. make sense? Like, I feel like that's kind of like vague, but it it makes sense to me to, to not be looking at life in a good or bad type of way. Like mm-hmm. entities or energies, like they just are. And, you know, I don't know. I just, I just like to kind of be free with it. And I feel like once you start assigning good, bad, evil to stuff, it it induces fear yeah and i don't want to be afraid of anything Mm -hmm. well i mean like if you were the very first woman having a baby and you've never heard about pregnancy or labor and you know it's just almost like what's her face from the blue lagoon you know they didn't they didn't know nothing about no baby being born and then she was like oh she's freaking out you know so so when you're going through something that you don't understand even though there is pain attached to it or there's this whole crazy scene blood is shooting out everywhere it can be incredibly distressful it can be really really upsetting and i think a lot of people who go into the psychic realm or start having psychic experiences because we are in a physical reality that supports the negative um experience or those vibrations those lower vibrations mm-hmm. there's a reason why it, the, the physical world cannot exist without it um and because the, yeah. the whole point of the physical world is to have the ability to have suffering in some way or another because it's giving us a chance to have these experiences that we're supposed to go through and when you are coming from a place where you're negative minded and you have fear 
you have the fear of God built into you. Like if I don't understand it and I haven't learned about it and this is scary, it must be the devil or it must be evil or it must be bad or whatever. Yeah. So when people come from that place and then they are dealing with any kind of paranormal or supernatural activity, they add on all of that excess fear and lower vibra like lower vibrations to that experience. Mm-hmm. And they start to pile in all of this extra energy that has more of a lower vibrational vibrational tone. So it's really, right. really tricky. I always tell people like if you're looking to like protect yourself from a certain kind of energy or whatever, you don't have to go through this whole song and dance to protect yourself or to elevate your energy. All you have to do is one, acknowledge your greatness, acknowledge the divinity within you. Cause by just acknowledging that automatically it gives you so much power and control over your reality Two, don't, approach everything from a perspective of fear and instead just try to understand it try to understand it as best as you can but if you have the intention of only dealing with higher vibratory states despite the pain despite the trauma despite the fear you know because we're still going to feel fear it's not going to go away but if you choose to come from a place of like high vibes love empowerment you know power that sense of control nothing's going to affect, nothing's going to hurt you. Like it's on an energy level. It's not going to hurt you because you, what you're doing at that point is you're creating this bubble of protection around you. And that bubble of protection is going to become your sword and shield. And it's going to keep you from protection. Did I ever, did I ever tell you about that time that I, I was practicing my, my affirmation, my daily protective prayer and affirmation. And did I say about that time where I made a guy like completely like this guy was like a threat and he like, he like reacted to the prayer as soon as I said it. Did I ever tell you about that time? Mm-mm. So back in the day, back when I was in high school, um, I was a big, I was, I'm still a Sylvie Brown fan, but I, I, you know, read a lot of her books and stuff. And she used to t- tell us, you know, say this and say that, and this will help you. And so one of the prayers that I used to say was, you know, God surround me with the, God surround me with the light of the Holy spirit, the light of protection surround me with the sacred circle of mirrors to reflects negativity back towards itself surround me with a Mm. band of angels in a circular way protecting me from harm and so i used to just say this every day but i wouldn't just say it i would visualize it i would imagine it i would see it and i did it for a long time and this was around the time where i had my first awakening because i was trying to create more of a positive energy around me etc Fast forward, I'd been doing this for, it became like a a regular thing for me. Every single morning I would say it just, I would just automatically say it. So, and practice that whole visual thing. And it became second nature for me. So I was going down the street because I used to walk to school in the morning. I was going down the street and as I was walking down the street, there was this guy who was walking on the sidewalk right in front of me. He was coming towards me and he looked kind of iffy, like he looked sketchy. And I was like, "Mm, okay. And I didn't feel, I didn't feel right. Something felt weird, which is weird because, you know, I was like, why am I feeling this way? And I was even questioning why I was feeling this way. I was like, why, you know, it almost was similar to when I had that incident with going and driving, parking my car in the parking lot and they stole my wallet and my phone, right? (laughs) Same feeling. So I was like, something's wrong. Something's wrong. And it's almost like a panic that goes off inside of you. Something is wrong. Something is wrong. And I could feel it in my gut. Like something was telling me like, this is dangerous. Like this is dangerous. Danger, danger, danger. It's like danger. Robert and danger. Like that whole thing was going off inside of me. And I was like, oh my God. And in the moment, I didn't want to do anything because I didn't want to seem rude to this person because they were just walking towards me. And it, there was no indication of danger, but I just felt something was wrong. So instead of like doing, you know, 
acting crazy and like running across the street or running away like maniac i was like i'm just gonna say my prayer which i should have just ran away but i'm just gonna say my (laughs) prayer right (laughs) i was just gonna say my prayer so i did i said my prayer and i my, my affirmation as and the minute that i said it and i you know visualized it immediately i kid you not the moment i stopped saying it that guy he stopped dead in his tracks and he walked into the street into traffic into the street and around me in this massive circle and then he came back onto the sidewalk as if he was just avoiding me completely and then he continued walking and i was like what the hell you know and it, it had he gone just got walked across the street I mean, that would have been something else. I, I probably wouldn't have even thought it was that significant. I would have just thought, thank God he like yeah. walked across the street. But because he walked across into traffic around me in this massive circle, almost walking over to the other side and then coming back, that to me was like, okay, this worked. Like this totally worked. Yeah. And so I always believed it. And then years later, I want to say maybe this was like six or seven years later, I was working at the Starbucks in the medical center in Houston. And I was, um, I was part, I, we, I didn't want to pay for the parking because the parking in the medical center is ridiculous. Like they, you will literally no, have no. to work a second job just to you park your car in one of them garages. Oh yeah. No, I don't think so. I ain't mm-hmm. trying to pay that, you know, $150 a month bill for freaking parking every, mm-hmm. no, that's ridiculous. So, um, I, w- I would park in like the neighborhood and then I would walk over and, and so that's what I would do. Well, same thing. And what was interesting is that morning I, on the way to work was, I heard, I actually, um, heard a, um, broadcast, like a radio broadcast, uh, on one of the radio stations. And they were talking about these break-ins in that same neighborhood the night before and how people, um, were having like, you know, they were like freaked out or worried because they thought that the house was going to be, and this is like a nice neighborhood next to the medical center. These are like really nice houses. Yeah. So I'm walking down the street and they describe the guy on the radio program or whatever on the news. So I'm walking down the street. I'm walking. It's early morning. It's maybe like four or five o'clock in the morning. Um, it is early. It is late enough that the sun was already starting to, sh- to peek through. So there was enough light, but it was still like still too early. You know, nobody was awake. Um, and I was the only person on that street. And so this guy walks out from the side of a house he's dressed in all kinds of like ratty clothes and he matches the description of what i saw on the freaking on a heard on the radio and i was like <gasps> and i was like oh my god you know and i was freaked out and so i was like oh my god so he's walking down it's almost like a repeat of that first incident he's walking towards me and i'm like oh my god oh my god oh my god and so of course you know i don't run off because of course i didn't learn my lesson the first time so right. instead i like said my affirmation or my prayer Exact same thing happens. He stops. As soon as I finish, he stops. He walks across into the street. He goes around me in this massive circle, comes back onto the sidewalk and continues walking as if I, I wasn't there, but he was, he was avoiding something. I was like, okay, mm. two times has this worked that's for me. That's a super prayer. <laughs> that's a super, that's a super thing, right? That's a super thing. And that's why, yeah. like, that's, what, that's why I tell people like, if you have a prayer prayer, does work, but it isn't a, it, if you're just praying because in the moment you think that that one prayer is going to do it, there isn't enough power there. There isn't enough. You are the power behind the prayer. It's the affirmation. Right. You are the power behind the prayer. So when you say mm-hmm. something and you intend and you have this whole visualization and you've built into it, as soon as you are done with that, and if you've done it over and over again, the 
power accumulates over time and there's a charge that builds. So for me, it didn't take me, but that one time after I'd already done it for year for like a long time, actually, that it worked and it, it served its purpose. And so with like our tools, our crystals, the eye that you have, mm-hmm. you don't mm-hmm. need those things because your power is in you. But if you right. have that and you use it as a tool or as a talisman for protection or whatnot, it's going to work as long as you use it on a consistent basis and you put the belief behind right. it. You know, I talked to somebody today about human design. Are you familiar with that? Mm-mm. It's like where you, it's another astrology type thing, but hmm. you like figure out how your body is designed like energetically. Mm-hmm. And there are so many people who are designed with these like open centers of, um, intuition, which means that like, they don't, they're not rooted in it or it's not defined. So like, they don't hear, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So like those of us who are like, okay, that was a clear message. Mm. Everybody's not getting that. So I guess that's why they come to, you know, people for help. And I will tell you another story. Fernando, about something that I did not listen to. <laughs> You're going to laugh because it's mm-hmm. so stupid. Mm-hmm. So I was in the kitchen making Michaela some cereal and I was like, I'm going to make some for myself too. So I get this bowl, like a little plastic bowl, and I clearly hear, you know, this bowl has a hole in it. And I was, I just looked at the bowl after that and I was like, the damn bowl don't have a hole in it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, there was milk all over the counter. Oh, girl. <laughs> oh, girl. Mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. like, I need to just stop. I need to stop because you know better than me. <laughs> I don't yeah. know why I'm always like, you mm-hmm. don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm holding the bowl. No. Yeah. Yeah. That voice, that's like, your guide. That's your guide right there. That's your guide talking. And they're like trying to help you out. And that's the same thing that happened with me with my first psychic experience when I had that kitchen fire. It was a voice. It was like, mm-hmm. you know, if the cabinets were on fire and it looked like this, what would you do? You know? I didn't ignore it though. I was just like, I don't know. What would I do? And I sat there and I thought about it. I came up with action plan and it worked out. Right. I saved myself. I saved the house. I was able to to pull pull it off. Right. That's funny. Yeah, you did. Mm -mm. I just thought that was so funny because that's the same thing that happened. Remember I told you about the spaghetti. It was the same thing. Well, I I took, there was, okay. Every time I put spaghetti in the garbage disposal, it like clogs it up or breaks it. So a couple weeks ago, right after that, um, car accident slash police episode Mm -hmm. that I was not supposed to be involved in, but I was because once again, my listening is so good. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I just was like, okay, I know that I always clog up the sink with this, but it's only a little bit. And something said, don't put that in there. (laughs) You know, I did. And Mm -hmm. I was like, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Yep. But that's like my number one thing, though, has has always been in my life, regardless of who it is, to be like, I am my own authority. Mm-hmm. And no, I'm not. <laughs> you know but that's the I mean? Taurus in us. That's the Taurus in us. Yeah. Because you know how we are like, oh, you just said not to do this. Oh, no one tells me what to do. Who the hell do you think you are to tell me anything? I am a Taurus. Like, I watch, you know, you're going to get gored. So you better back the hell up. Back the hell up, fool. Don't tell me what to do. Like, that's how we immediately... If someone tries to tell us what to do, if it comes up across as a suggestion, that's one thing they can get, mm-hmm. they can get through with that. But if it's right. just do this or don't do this, oh, yeah. who do you think you're talking to, to be telling me what to do? Like immediately I have to, I automatically have to do it. 
Yeah. I don't care if you don't have a body or not. This ball <laughs> don't have a hole in it. I'm talking about there was milk all over the counter instantly. Mm-hmm. Girl. Oh, girl. Mm-mm. Such mm-hmm. a shame. Such a shame. All that uh-huh. intuition. <laughs> All that intuition just gone, <laughs> gone to sp- gone to milk waste, you know? And then the voice probably said after that, got milk, you know, because it's like, oh, you know, you bitch. <laughs> like, why didn't you tell me that there was a hole in this bowl, you know? Mm-mm. I just felt like, damn, like that was my moment where I was like, oh, this is what be happening because mm-hmm. you hear it and then you go, well, I'm looking at it and... Mm-hmm. I mean, why would you know better than me? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was earlier this week. I just thought that was funny because, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did you get your Thanksgiving food yet, by the way? No, I guess I need to do that, huh? I got, because I was expecting a lockdown. I was like, we're probably going to lock down again. I don't want to be caught off guard. I want to be make, I want to make yeah. sure that I have all. And I was like, I know there's going to be a shortage of turkeys this year. I know that there's going to be like a, like a, a push and people are going to be like, well, I can't find my turkey. I can't find, you know? So mm-hmm. I bought my turkey two weeks ago and it was the earliest I could get it. Cause I, I've been like trying to order it since like the middle of October. And they're like, we next week, next week. I'm like, don't y'all know when y'all getting your damn deliveries. So I ordered it two weeks ago and it's in the freezer now. And I got everything. I got everything I'm going to need for everything. The dressing, everything. There ain't nothing I need for Thanksgiving food. Of course, we went into lockdown and uh, all the stores are like, the shelves are now empty. There's like nothing. So, mm-hmm. so if the numbers so, go up in Houston, being that Houston's so big, you might want to well, get that turkey in advance. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to do a small chicken. I don't have no, I don't have time to make no damn What? Turkey. I mean, I do. Oh my good! You better not make chick. You better make a turkey because all okay. them, all them turkeys, you know, gave their life and suffered, and gobble 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 gobble. Okay, I'll get a turkey, but I like I really prefer ham. I got ham on the too. Holidays. With the po- po- with the pi- pineapple and the little cherry on top, I got that too. Mm-hmm. I just got I got it ready. I'm mm-hmm. I'm ham, and I also like I really enjoy. Like a broccoli cheese casserole. Cheese casserole, yeah. Mm-hmm. My, my my cousins uh, used to do that. They used to like all that Velveeta and all that crab. And, I mean, they used to go all out. Mm-hmm. I make mac and, and no cheese pasta from scratch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I make my mac like because what it's just gonna be me and Ed this year because we're not going to Houston. But we're gonna do the turkey, the ham. We're gonna do the green beans because he likes fresh. He likes the the canned green beans. And oh, I'm gonna do the green mm-hmm. bean casserole. That whole green bean casserole that, you know, some people, everybody secretly likes and they have to have it, but people don't ever eat it it. or people, a lot of people don't eat it. Yeah. I love it too. I love it too. I love mushrooms. That's why. That's why. Cause I love the mushrooms. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, Sunny already started playing Christmas music too. Put me right in the mood. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I think I'm gonna do my tree this weekend. (laughs) Speaking of tree. Yeah. We just got our tree today. So like I, (laughs) The very first, because we I didn't have a tree as a kid. I have like I think I remember one year I had a tree that one year, and it was like a little like Snoopy tree, and it was like an actual real tree that was like the Snoopy tree. So it was Aww. like that. But when I got older and I got old enough that I was making money or whatever, I said I, we will never have a fake tree again. We're gonna have a real tree every year. And so the first year I got a, a real tree, and ever since then we've gotten real trees. But um, with everything that's happening with COVID and everything, you know, Ed was like, I want to get a, a fake tree because I don't want to go looking for one. Because every year usually yeah. we have to go to like, especially when we were in Houston, we would literally. I dreaded tree buying day 
because he uh, insisted on absolute perfection. It has to have a certain thing. And the very first time we went tree shopping, we found a perfect tree on the first visit done. He was like, this is perfect, perfect tree to him. Every year after that, there's always been something wrong with it or it just isn't right. So yeah. every year we do six or seven places just trying to find a tree. So we go looking. I have to go do the whole bit and everything. And so in the last couple of years, we got less picky. Um, and last year we actually yeah. were able to find a good tree. But this year we're like, screw it. COVID, we're not going shopping in the stores. So we just bought a fake tree that's like pre-lit. Because that's the one thing I hate yeah. doing is pre-lighting the damn tree. Um, I like everything mm-hmm. else. I just don't like putting all the lights and then having to take it off. And then that's like, you're never going to help me with the tree. I'm like, I'll help you. I'll help you. But like, I want to put the ornaments on. I don't want to care for the lights. That's not my favorite part of the thing there. Yeah. Uh, Right. It's so funny how family is. They're like, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. you love them. Mm -hmm. You love them. With their little irritating selves. You Mm -hmm. just love them. When I thought Michaela got kidnapped, I was standing in the bathroom crying. I was like, Terrence was yeah. like, I'm going to go look for her. I'm like, okay, but y'all argue not stop, but you're going to go look for her. Yeah. And he was like, I found her. I'm like, why can't y'all just express this kind of love to each other regularly? Why do we have to have drama nonstop? Mm. Gosh. Yeah. Yeah. That's kids. I mean, I mean but we were, we were just like that when we were kids. We were just like that. We were just a pain in the ass. I know. I, I was a pain in the ass. I was like a smart ass, you know? Ugh. I'm telling you, and it, it's so like, you know, your mother, like the effort that mothers put in to really try mm-hmm. and we're trying to manage ourselves and all these grown up responsibilities and kids are like colors. Mm-hmm. I'm like, mm-hmm. bro. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's why, you know, and that's why mother Mary got so much more attention than, you know, father Joseph, because I mean, she went through all that job to bring in the savior of the, of the universe, you know, <laughs> I was like, okay, well, give, give her, give her a day, <laughs> give her a day in Mexico, you know, <laughs> cause, cause you know? you know, don't worship the mother Mary. She's a God, you know, y'all worship her as a God. I'm like, shut up. She's like, if, if she was, if she gave birth to the savior, I think that there's a reason for that. I think we should honor her, you know, instead of like, don't you know? turn her into a God, don't worship idols, you know, get, take that born again, Christian shit somewhere else because it ain't working for me please thank you you know i was reading about um because i think we talked about this once before of course i was Mm. reading about uh mary magdalene i don't know how i got over there Mm -hmm. but i was reading about her and just how um really the patriarchy had destroyed her image Mm -hmm. and want to do the same thing to mary just like diminish her it's like women are really that grand Mm -hmm. allow it Mm-hmm. You know, because like none of y'all would be here if you didn't have a womb to sit in and grow from. Right. So like why continue to paint women as l- less than? Mm-hmm. It's so t- it's terrible. But maybe it's that's why. that's why. It's we- like well the people that bitch the people that bitch the most about some things, they're the ones that you should worry about the most. You know, and because males crucified, you know, and they assassinated women's uh, just the idea of a woman mm-hmm. that in itself is just like a big sin or whatever. It was probably because women are smarter, you know, women may, I believe that. And people are going to say like, what? You know, it's like, well, you know, you know, yeah, you know, 
I think that women are smarter, not because they have more intelligence, but because they have the unique ability because of conditioning, they have the unique ability to balance out the, the thinking rational mind with the emotional intuition. Um, and if you can use those both together, this is, this is what you get. You get someone who can tune into the future and see things and use, you know, all of these abilities, but with, with the male who's completely cut off from his emotions and he's completely cut off from his intuition, he's basically running on, like he's running on computer power and, you know, women, yes. you know, because this is the idea of like, you should be, you know, you're emotional and so that women who don't tie in to tap into their intuition, it becomes more of an emotional experience, but they don't necessarily tap into that intuition, which uses a lot of these other like mechanisms within our being. So I think that, you know, women would definitely change and transform the world if they were put into more positions of authority. This is what I want. Right. You know, I, that's what I want. I want more of that, even if it means that males do not take, you know, they're not in charge or they're not running the show. I'm fine with a female running everything. I don't need to be in charge, you know? Yeah. I think what would really mm -hmm. help across the globe and across mm -hmm. the board is for everyone to tap into their femininity because even as as women mm -hmm. we are not always encouraged to mm -hmm. really embody that feminine essence that mm -hmm. is being an allowing source to guide you yeah. know what i mean because yeah. even myself it's like for so long it was like go 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 i've got to hustle i've got to do this i've got to do 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 instead of just allowing you know Mm -hmm. And so many of us are doing that. And I think men are afraid to allow themselves to tap into their divine femininity, which is their intuition source. Mm -hmm. Like you should use it. Hello. It's okay. Like it doesn't make you any less masculine. Like I just would love to see that toxic masculinity be done away with because it's such a detriment to the success of humanity. It mm -hmm. really, really is. Well, I think that's where we're at. I think right now we are seeing a renaissance of of a balance taking place. There's a reason why that things happen are happening the way that they are. And, and, you know, this is something that came Absolutely. up for me during one of my regressions with like uh, Suvani, my, my regressionist. And mm -hmm. essentially we are going through kind of a emotional intuitive reckoning where the th just the idea or the idea of of mental control or mental you know trying to run everything in the world through just the mind isn't enough and we need to connect with these other elements of ourselves so this is why we're seeing more women just by the trend around the world more women going into positions of authority and power because they're basically exemplifying another way. Now, this isn't about, this isn't going to apply to every female in positions of power, just like it doesn't apply to all males in power where they can, you know, they know what the hell they're doing because there's some crazy ass right. women out there, but like that Amy lady, like that. Yeah. Like that Amy lady. Yeah, exactly. But at the same time, like they are, being put into positions of power so that they can basically level up and help us to kind of find a balance here. And this is why we've got these younger males coming in where, you know, even though it irritates me as a gay man, because I had to really work to just be a part of society um, for yeah. these younger, younger youngins to come in and like, Oh, I'm going to paint my, my, my fingernails. <laughs> and I'm also a straight man, but I'm also a straight man. And I'm just like, 
uh, my ass would have been beat <laughs> when I was a kid had I done that. You know, I would have gone through so much strife doing that. And here you are just like, you know, moseying on in like, hey, y'all, I'm cute. I know I'm cute. I'm cute. Watch the selfie. huh? And like, watch my nails are painted. Like, I'm like, uh, you know, so it's irritating. Also, check out my girlfriend. Right. <laughs> check out my girlfriend. Too. Yeah, exactly. And but yet at the same time, they are making it easier for us to have that balance. They are pushing the yeah, they're more fluid. They're pushing. I love it. I love, I absolutely love that. And I think that that's what we need. We need a balance of these, you know, there's a reason why the native Americans, not all of the different tribes, but some of the tribes they refer to, you know, their, their androgynous males as burdicky, where they were like a cross between male and female spirits. And they were usually, oh. um, wives to the warriors of the clan or of the tribe. Um, and so they were given as wives or they were drives and they also were usually shamans as well but they had this androgynous okay. kind of like bisexual you know effeminate thing going on thinking but yeah so that's that's what was the case but it it, it is it's a necessary component for finding the balance in this world because we just don't have a balance at all and i think that's what's gonna what it's gonna yeah. take yeah i do too and like i actually i mean i didn't know what was happening but when I talked to somebody, I think it was maybe maybe in June, and it seemed like June and July, I was like in this mm -hmm. really weird space where I was like, I'm trying to find out what's going on here. <laughs> and, you know, I was looking and, and I found out that, you know, we had planets in position like the American Revolution and all these other times of war and then mm. finding out that, we you know, we have to go from, from masculine to feminine. And I'm like, yes, they're going to flip it over and it's going to be amazing because we'll get to have time to relax and not work so much because that is my thing it's like everything is like go 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 and I really really would love to see people be allowed to rest and just kick back some maybe not 100% because of course mm -hmm. we have to produce on some level mm -hmm. but like this guy and actually he just messaged me too which is funny one time he asked me well when do you rest i was like what do you mean because i live in america I'm sorry. <laughs> right <laughs> you know what I mean? right. like right we, that's not the way our society is built on we're taking a break like your focus is i work these hours per week and on the weekend i rest but i also work because i have to tend to my house mm -hmm. that i can't tend to while i'm at work yeah. So there's not really any time for us to be in a state of relaxation. And the whole time, whether we're working or we're at home, what are we doing? Focusing on what we don't have, which is I have to go to work mm. or I now wish I was at home. So we're, it's like we're in this perpetual state of lacking. Yeah. And I know you said that we kind of have to be in sort of in that place, but I hate it because it's like you can't really get to your excellent space when you're constantly thinking about what you don't have you know mm -hmm. yeah i think so i i for me like if i feel that way if i feel like you know i'm not producing um i ask myself in the moment because i've had to teach myself how to chill and just relax and not have to always work because i've been a workaholic for so long especially starbucks starbucks would do that mm -hmm. to you but I had to learn how to get relaxed and chill. And I, I do think that CBD oil helped me. I do think that me being here in New Mexico and being, you know, not like crowded in the city has helped me. I think vaping has helped me. All these things have helped me. I think that reconditioning has, has been kind of a, 
a very systematic way of me accepting that I don't control the world or everything in it. I only have control of so much, whatever I have control over. Am I doing what I'm, what I feel called to do? If I am doing it to the basic standard, not to the highest standard, to the basic standard. If I'm meeting my basic standard of achieving my goals and of calling of, of meeting the call of source of meeting the call of the work that I do, which I feel like I am. I think I'm at a basic level because for me, what I do right now is at a basic level. I think because I, I feel like I'm doing it. I can chill a little more. I can relax a little more. There are days where I'm like, I kind of need to like bust my ass a little bit. Cause I, I need to catch up with this and that and this and that and this and that. Um, Mm-hmm. But for the most part, I've had to teach myself how to chill and relax. And that's not an easy thing to do, especially when you're so used to being such a workaholic. You feel like you're evil or you're wrong or you're bad or you're like messing right. up in life if you're not like constantly like, <gasps> you know, trying to push yourself as much. And that's a huge mm-hmm. change from what my life has been like before. Mm-hmm. I think it's a it's a really like an issue among uh, Americans. Like mm-hmm. I know people who can't really watch TV. And like, I, that's not why I don't watch TV. I don't watch TV because I'm like, oh, I would just prefer to listen to music or read a book. But there are people I know who will watch TV because they wanted to watch TV. But then the whole time they watch TV, they will say, oh, I need to go do X, Y, Z. No, it's okay. Like, just watch TV. Sit your ass down. You know? yeah, sit your ass down and watch yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. And I think, well, I think that's what people... Mm-hmm. what'd you say i just would love to see people step out of that and allow themselves to cool out a little bit that's yeah all. well i think this that's what this year's like definitely proven to us or, or shown us is like i have a, i had a client earlier today and she was like you know is my family okay is everybody okay and i'm like okay and 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 i was like what do you mean and she's like because i didn't know who specifically she was asking i asked people to be specific because sometimes i'm like don't assume that I'm God and I'm omnipotent and I know everything because I don't, you know, the idea of psychics knowing everything and seeing everything that's never been a reality. That's never been true. We can sense things. Right. We can see things, but we can only sense details. We can't know everything or see everything. So don't assume that. Right. But I was like, what did, what did, uh, and this was after the main part of the reading where I, it's just me talking for the first part of it. And then after that, people can ask me their questions. And she was like, yeah, I just want to know like if my family's okay, or my kids are okay. Or if there's anybody that I need to be helping or anything. Cause I just feel guilty because you know, COVID has been a really rough year. This is just 2020 has been a rough year. You know, business has not been that great. And, you know, the, we, with COVID, I just kind of retreated into myself and I'm not used to being that. I'm used to being like the mom that's like on top of everything. I'm used to being the, the wife that's on top of everything. I'm always like on top of everything. And I feel like I've just kind of like gone into my shell and I, I, I got, I got after her, I got on her and I was like, why are you giving yourself such a hard time? Why are you being so mean to yourself? Why are you expecting yourself to be other than human, you know? And she's like, I don't know. You know, she gets teary eyed, which automatically when someone does that, like I I know where this is coming from. This is coming from the place of, I want to be valuable. I want to be worthy. I want to offer something to this world. I don't feel like I have been because I'm being human. And immediately I was just like, what makes you think this isn't part of your divine plan? What makes you think that this isn't part of your soul's plan for yourself? What makes you think that what you're about to do in the next two or three years, which I had already told her, what makes you think that all of that is is in order for that to happen what you are experiencing right now this 
inner sense of self-reflection and retreat and going into your own energy. And, you know, yeah, you have responsibilities and obligations, meet the expect, meet the responsibilities and obligations. You don't have to be this ideal. Stop treating yourself like you have to be this, this ideal parent, this ideal wife, right. this ideal, this or that. Let yourself be human and it's okay. Make peace with that because this is, you're here for a reason. You're experiencing this for a reason. So don't question that, follow and trust the process, watch what happens. And because of what she was about to undertake in the next few years, she's going to need this time to self-reflect and just to be that aware of herself. And I don't think she realized the value of that. And I'm like, you can't bring value into this world in some way, even in a different way than what you're used to bringing value into this world, which up to that point, it's been through her family and through her, her marriage. Mm-hmm there's a different way to bring value into this world that is for you only. And that's coming to fruition, but you need to experience this right now because these feelings, these emotions, what you have happening within you serves the purpose of fueling the desire to reach outside of your norm, outside of what is the structured reality of your life. And you're not going to hurt the family or hurt your husband because you pursued a passion or because you pursued this thing you haven't touched for 15, 20 years. This is what's meant, but you have to be feeling what you're feeling right now to even desire to reach for this other thing, you know? Right. Like if I wanted to look at my friend passing away as victimization for me, as opposed to Mm -hmm. the catalyst for Mm -hmm. my transformation, you know, like Mm -hmm. we have to have those times in order for us to be in the right position, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. And I think that, even even loss loss helps us you know for me chelsea you mm-hmm. know losing my friend chelsea when she was because my friend chelsea was hit by a motor uh, she was hit by a drunk driver um and left on the road to die you know and mm-hmm. so after her passing she was in contact with me and i was just so best- i was so distraught and, and this was like at the beginning of my psychic you know professional work in my business and she believed in me she she was like you know Fernie you're amazing you need to do this for a living like you need to push yourself and she believed in me I wasn't ready to believe in myself but she believed in me so when she passed like her words were like they rang true to the depth of my soul and Mm -hmm. after that I was like you know what this is for her I'm gonna I'm gonna push myself outside of my comfort zone for her and then I'll take it from there but I'm gonna use that and the love she had and the trust and faith she had to, with me. And I'm going to push myself. And other things happened that also like backed up what I was feeling and the communication between us. Right. But, you know, to this day, I, I give her credit for that because it was her passing and everything that she went through and all of the stuff that happened after that, that really propelled me into this this path of doing this professionally and not just like being a manager at Starbucks, mm-hmm. not just continuing and perpetuating the status quo that I was comfortable with. That was what was my norm. I was just going to say that I have been, I wouldn't say ashamed, Mm. but it is like, it's hard when you come from a family that's like shuns psychic type people. Are you frozen? No, I'm still here. But Mm -hmm. you know, like that's a wound there. Mm. So in that self-acceptance, I'm like, okay, okay, I'll take it. Okay. Mm -hmm. I won't take it. Okay. I'll take it. But like, I have to, you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. otherwise I won't be able to blossom mm-hmm. as who I am and, and be able to do what I am supposed to do. Like mm-hmm. my dad called me on the phone following his death in a dream. I don't know if I told you this before. Mm, I don't remember. But I took a nap 
and I was 16. And my dad called me on the phone and I was like, I miss you so much. It was like maybe like a month after mm. his death. And I felt some type of way about it because I was like, I'm, I'm a weirdo. <laughs> like first and foremost, mm -hmm. I'm a weirdo. And then also I just felt like once again, victimized because he wasn't there physically. But I feel like if I had followed that or figured out how to nurture that experience mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. that ability or anything, maybe now that I have dreams, like, cause like last week, somebody, I had a dream about them. And then they, they sent me a text message. Like at the same time I was dreaming, like, Hey, I need such and such, which is what I had dreamed about. And I was like, okay. You know, mm -hmm. like it's just a lot, you know, mm -hmm. but it's about just accepting it. And I think I'm just, you know, coming into the place where I'm like, I'm super ready to say, okay, I am psychic. You know what I mean? So that I can, you know, not feel like a, a weirdo. Yeah. yeah. And, and I'm telling it. you from experience, like when you own what you possess and what you can do, it is so liberating. You know, if you own yeah. it, it's liberating because you're like, this is what I am. This is what I do. This is what it is about. So, yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah. So, and I'm glad that we're helping people too. So yeah. yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. You're welcome, Jenny.